Uh, they do this annually. Um, they do a lot of things annually, don't they? They top dog breeds uh, and they accumulate all the searches and all the Instagram posts and all the pictures and get some sort of great, big, huge algorithm to sort out which is the most popular dog in the world. Most popular dog breed in the world. Um, and then they give each a score. Uh, so 52 Border Collies. Um, search volume of 1.92 million. Instagram tags of 26.9 million. See what they do. Uh, at number nine, German Shepherds with 54. Uh, that's at 54 points. Pomeranians are at number um, eight. Seven is Poodles. Dachshunds, who are becoming increasingly popular, um, are at number one, two, ten, nine, eight, seven, six. They're at six. At number five, Bulldogs. Uh, at number four, Golden Retrievers. Known for their friendly dispositions, beautiful luscious coats and intelligent nature. Also known for the fact that they get you up in the middle of the night and they're quite annoying. Anyway, that's Golden Retrievers at number four. At number three, Pugs. Um, friendly and affectionate. Um, they're a beloved companion in many households, are Pugs. At number two of the most popular dog in the world, French Bulldogs. Their distinctive bat ears, playful wrinkles and laid-back attitude make them adorable and highly sought after. But the most popular dog in the world from 2023, according to this particular poll, they're known for their loyalty, lively character and their ability to be great companions in smaller living spaces. The Chihuahua. The Chihuahua. Now, good afternoon, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Boyd. Hello, how are you? Not too bad. Um, how many dogs do you have? <laughs> I have five. <laughs> right. Any of those breeds? I have Cocker Spaniels. All Cocker Spaniels? I do indeed, yes. Why the Cocker Spaniel in particular? Oh, gosh. Um, they're, they're just lovely little dogs. They, um, big dogs in medium-sized bodies and active, outgoing, really optimistic. Just really good fun. And your, your eldest, as in your first Cocker Spaniel, you got it in Ireland, I believe? Um, yeah, she's like, she's Irish bred. Yes, I spent a few years living in the Republic of Ireland and yeah, brought home an Irish bred Cocker Spaniel and his genes live on here. Right, great. Uh, now, you, you were asking the question in RT's brainstorm, should you share a bed with your dog or cat? You've done research on it. You're a se senior lecturer in animal science in Nottingham Trent University. So this That's is correct, the science yes. of it. How many people do sleep with their cats and dogs before we get the... the the question to the question of should they? Well, it, it's fascinating. The, the The published research suggests that approximately half of all pet caregivers, dog and cat caregivers, are sleeping with their dogs and or their cats in bed. Um, so it's quite a high percentage. And I, I think if you speak to certain groups of either dog or cat people, you might find that percentage is even higher as well. So, so it's uh, quite a common thing. Are cat owners or dog owners more likely to sleep with their pets? The evidence suggests it's actually cat owners. Um, so it, it does seem to be that, that people who have cats tend to have their cats sleeping with them more than dogs. But that could be the difference between dogs and cats as well. Right. And whether, is this, whether you can tell cats where to go and tell dogs where to go. Is this under the covers or over the covers? Um, the reports suggest mostly over the covers, right. but about a fifth of people report their pets coming under the duvet and under the blankets and under the covers with them as well. And does the research that you've seen tell us if these people are in couples, 
in relationships or not? Um, it seems to be mixed. There definitely seems to be some link between single household demographics, so people living alone, um, actually potentially spending more close contact time with their animals, whether they're dogs or cats. Mm. Um, and that probably represents that that sort of demographic more generally, um, you know, that desire for kind of closeness and everything else. And historically, of course, you know, all animals were wild, weren't they? Uh, and we've domesticated them over the, the, the millennia. Um, uh, but they're getting more and more domesticated and probably uh, expect more and more from us. <laughs> There's probably something in that. Yeah, we, we've selectively bred, particularly dogs and cats, for particular characteristics. Um, they, they kind of, I'm going to say they exploit us a little bit as well, but we've definitely selectively bred them it, to actually live with us and live in a, a human world and you know if you think particularly about some dog breeds they get cold so actually possibly coming under the covers makes perfect sense to that mm. dog you know rather than than sleeping outside for example right and who gets most from the relationship the dog and cat or the human <laughs> that's always the age-old question <laughs> when we think about animals you know can we actually fully understand what's going on in their head um, I would speculate, but again, probably with a pretty good evidence base, that actually it's a mutual benefit, that, that people and their pets are both benefiting from that, that close contact and that, that sort of intimate sleeping partnership, um, providing it's done well and, you know, dogs and cats aren't being disturbed and people aren't being disturbed in their sleep. And providing you are clean and taking appropriate sort of cleanliness. Right. Well, let's let's go to the pros and cons then. And 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 <laughs> one of the cons is that, isn't it? It's like dogs have fleas. Uh, dogs are out yeah. there. They're rolling around in fox poo and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> why do they do that? Oh, why why do they roll in fox poo? Yeah. Oh, it's you know it's it's the equivalent of us wearing. Chanel number no. five. Ah, go on. They think it's amazing. So <laughs> they? Absolutely. Oh, God. <laughs> they must be really upset then when we get look horrified when they start to do it. Um, oh, they absolutely do. Yes, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. they're they're absolutely driven to do it. It's it, to them it smells amazing. So yes. okay. So the disadvantages then of having your pet in your bed with you. Yeah, I mean, the, the major one or the, the kind of obvious one to begin with is probably sleep disturbance, you know, depending on the size of your, your, your pet, how much they're moving around, there's that potential for them to disturb your sleep. And, you know, we know we some of the hazards of disturbed sleep. So that that is one aspect. But then there's the potential sort of disease transmission risk, you know, and you, you've already mentioned fleas, you know, that's certainly possible. Our dogs and cats can carry fleas and they can hop onto us and bite us mm -hmm. and, cause problems um but i think one of the other things just to sort of recognize is the percentage of dogs that have actually had fecal source bacteria um isolated from their paw pads so you know about 86 percent of dogs uh -huh. studied in one particular study um had fecal bacteria on their paw pads and you know if you think you walk down the street you come into the house you certainly don't wear your shoes into bed mm. and yet our dogs are in effect doing that so that can be quite a significant challenge, particularly if you are immunocompromised or you have other health issues. You know, that's that's not a great situation at all. I suppose people listening are going, well, you know, it's I've been doing it for years and I haven't come to any harm yet. So there you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there will always be that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because that is the case with a lot of things, isn't it? You know, we, 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 can, we can get really... Um, 
you know, I suppose overly careful and overly cautious about certain things. But if if you've been doing things a certain way for years and nothing has happened, you're probably safe enough, are you? Yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting point because, uh, and I, th- I think my thing is always, you know, you've got to advise people on best practice mm. and what individuals choose to do themselves because that works for them. That's absolutely their prerogative, you know, but certainly in terms of hygiene, you know, best practices that we, we should be at least wiping our pets' feet and we should probably be washing our bed sheets, particularly for sharing them with pets, right. probably every three and four days, three to four days. Um, but, you know, evidence suggests that humans not even sharing their bed with their pets aren't washing their yes, bed sheets yes. that uh, regularly either. So. And who would be, which would be the cleaner as opposed to who? Which would be the cleaner, dogs or cats? Oh, that's a tough one, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, cats are very good at self-cleaning. So cats, you know, groom themselves very extensively and they're very good at self-cleaning. So you, you might sort of intuitively think that cats are cleaner, for want of a, a better sort of mm. word to describe them. Um, but then dogs do self-groom as well. And we also tend to groom our dogs. And I suspect more dogs um, experience a groomer, maybe experiencing bathing and their feet being toweled off than cats. Yeah. I certainly know my own cats just walk in and out the house. You, you, know. you have cats or do- and dogs? You- I've got cats and dogs. Oh, right. Yes. Cats and dogs. How many cats have you got? Yes. I have two cats. Right. And we, we have to ask you now, um, you know, personal question, do you let your dogs and cats sleep with you? The cats, no, absolutely not. They they predominantly sleep outside and they stay outside. Um, we, we live in a rural area, so, you know, it's, it's their sort of territory. Um, one of my dogs is allowed upstairs. <laughs> just the one? But Whoa, just special the one. treatment. So, yeah, and, and weirdly it sort of is the... Uh, the rule in our house is the eldest dog is allowed to come upstairs. It's sort of special treatment. Right. So it's it's, it's kind of a, a bit of a hierarchy. It's like when the oldest, you know, the oldest of the children gets the, the room of their own. There's sort of a pecking it, order. Yeah. Sort of the same principle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's no science behind that at all. <laughs> no, it's just, no, it's just, <laughs> just uh, how it works for us. Uh, my dogs have always slept in my bed. Even when my husband was alive, he was a mad animal lover. I currently have four dogs sleeping on my bed. My dogs don't have oh, fleas and never did, says Marion. That's in capitals, the last sentence. Um, and Brian has been on from uh, Oregon in the United States of America. My hound spends part of the night under the cover by my feet. She acts as a wonderful... F- foot warmer or feet warmer and there's plenty of room on my king bed for her my wife my three-year-old son and myself so there's there's a busy bed a busy bed fabulous yeah um so i I suppose if you were asked and and to give a sort of a one word answer should you sleep with your pet yes (laughs) if you would like to (laughs) (laughs) they were all we were all sort of just waiting there there was that pause yes (laughs) I, I can't do one word answers on the <laughs> Well, now we have people all over the country going, the lady on the radio said yes. The lady said yes. You like the, <laughs> you like the man from Del Monte. Uh, so, and just to put a name to that lady, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Boyd uh, from Nottingham Trent University, because that, that'll sound really official then, won't it, when they can say that. Uh, Jacqueline, oh, lovely uh, talking to you. Bit, yeah. Mind yourself. Say Likewise. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.